how cluttered is your life? Do you have so many things going on that you don't know what to choose and what to focus on? Today, we help you focus on these certain things and hopefully get everything together and move forward. Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining us on the GYST podcast, where we discuss topics to help you get your together. Hello, listeners. Welcome here today. I am Scott Change with the GYST podcast, otherwise known as Get Your Shit Together. And today we have Rohit Rohila, Patrick Liam, and on the phone we have Glenn Rex here. Unfortunately, Jansen can't show up today. He is out of the country. So therefore, he does owe us $10 each. He's on the run from the salad. Yeah, I think so, yeah. But he will be back next week, I promise. Otherwise, I will owe you all the money. Oh, okay. I would hope so. I have nothing to lose. (laughs) I love these little side bets that we do. Here's my Venmo card. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so recently, ever since the new year, I've been on a little kick of minimalism. You know, you break down what is minimalism. Simplifying your life, focusing on the things that matter. You know, a lot of it, when you look it up, it's more about interior designing, which I'm like, really? Okay. And I didn't dig too far into that one, but the rule we're looking at today is the 90% rule. So you take something, you rank it one to 100, and you only keep whatever is 90 and above. I mean, it first started with decluttering for me. Like, you know, I, I took my clothes, like, is this, I rank it on a scale of 100, 100, 90% do I, I keep it. Honestly, I ended up donating probably over like, I don't know, like three quarters of my clothes. One, because I can't fit them. And then two, you know, I'm never going to wear this. I bought it for a wedding four years ago. Uh, and that's the thing is you take this idea and you start applying it to other aspects of your life and you see how, how we can actually really help. I mean, for me, Throwing away clothes, books, board games was the first thing. But the other big thing I really applied it to was time management. You know, you you look at how much time you really do have in a day. And we've talked about this before, I believe. Like, you have sleep, you have work, and then when you break everything down, how much do you really have? Rohit, do you remember? Mm -hmm. I do. What was it? Yeah, so, uh, and on average, the person, uh, on average... Each person has roughly 2.5 hours per day. And what you do with that time is going to dictate how successful your life is. So uh, a good exercise that people can do at home is take a sheet of paper, fold it up into thirds, put eight for sleep, eight for work. And then with the remaining eight, subtract what you do with your day. For example, if it takes you an hour to get ready in the morning and shower, Subtract an hour. Okay, now you're down to seven. You take an hour lunch. Now you're down to six. Takes you a half hour to uh, unwind at the end of the day. Five and a half. What's your commute like? And so by the time you factor everything in, dinner and whatnot, you're just left with two and a half hours. And it's what you do with those two and a half hours that's going to dictate the success of your life. I can tell you what most people do is they'll fill it up with entertainment and then they will what's the quote rob peter to pay paul they'll subtract and sacrifice their sleep well i'm not going to sleep eight hours i'll just sleep seven hours i'm definitely guilty of that i'm sorry right yeah it's it's rough i mean i think we mentioned the last episode i i want to 
get a couple extra hours of entertainment just because I didn't have it during the day. Mm-hmm. And then I pay for it the next day. I really do. And, you know, that, that just repeats itself the next day over and over and over again. And the tough part for you, Scott, and, and I recognize this as, as a very difficult thing, is multitasking. You are the face of your company. You are front center when it comes to the public. You can't multitask like Patrick and I who have, quote, you know, and, and Glenn who have, quote, the, the typical corporate job where we can Oh, I've, I've got a half hour to my next meeting. You know, let me listen to this podcast called the GYST podcast. Um, or, you know, I've, I've got an, a dedicated hour lunch. I can take that and get in my entertainment. Let me get caught up on Netflix. You don't have that flexibility. So for you, like, absolutely. I would say when it comes to time out of the, the three of us, myself, Patrick and Glenn, you have have the strictest time schedules it is but it's all seasonal spring and summer i am so slammed i don't i have very little, little wiggle room once fall and winter hits i i have time but i don't know what to do with it and i feel like i waste it and so that's when the 90 percent comes in is i have to look at it as a well i can sit here for like three hours and play video games but what am i really getting out of it you know or i could actually go for a walk go for a run listen to a podcast just kind of multi Test that way. And I mean, social media is a really hard thing for me, especially when I'm working at the market, because what do we do? You know, if I'm making a bouquet, if I stop for two seconds, I look at my phone after adding it all up, how many minutes did I spend looking at social media when I could just reserve that time for like, Hey, maybe when I'm on my lunch break or maybe when I'm at home after, after work and everything, and then I can just dedicate maybe like 30 minutes to doing that and just replying to text, replying to everything I need to do. Um, it would really be more beneficial that way. How does the, how does the scale work with time management? I mean, cause it makes sense on everything else. Like you, you rank, you rank the tangible objects. You're like, this, is this of use? What's the percentage of something that I would use this for? If it's less than 90, probably should get rid of it. But how does that work for non-tangible? So for for that, what time is, we mentioned it before, like how, how much is your time worth? And I believe, you know, Rohit talked about this in a previous episode about just simple thing of just like mowing the lawn. Like for you, what? how much, how long would it take? Like it's, you have a huge lawn. I think it was like roughly an hour or so for you to mow. Wow. It's, it, have, you, it, have you bugged my office? No. I literally just had this conversation with Patrick the other day. Because um, this feels like a setup. I, no. Because right? like, think about it. Like, if, if your time is, let's say if your time is worth like $50 an hour or so, and it takes you like an hour or two hours to mow your lawn, if you choose to do that, you know, that 90%, what I mean, well, 90%, if you do that, um, you don't want to do that, then... That two hours, you've lost, what, a good $100? Yeah. When you could pay somebody, I don't know how much. I'd actually, I mow my own lawn, so I don't know how much lawn care costs. I see how you apply it to time. Yeah. Okay, so it's it's evaluated on on what it's worth to you. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yep. So, I I'm mean, that's, that's the easiest way. So, for me, like, you know, every time you say yes, you actually cut out everything else. And so, with my personality, I I have trouble saying no. Like, every time somebody asks me something, hey, can you help me with this? I'm like, sure. Hey, do you want to do this? Sure. Do you want to do this? I'm like, okay, I'll be there. But when I'm doing that, I'm like, am I really focusing on myself? Could I say no and do something that's going to be more meaningful in the long run? 
well, can I improve myself? Can I improve my family, my, my way of life? Or am I just kind of stalling just to make somebody else happy? And, but yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, I guess when you break it down, that's the koala in me. You know, you've, you've guys caught, talked about this a lot. I mean, yeah. the different animals and everything. For, for me, I'm excited for this topic because I'm not familiar with this rule that, you've, that mm-hmm. you're talking about. And I can't say the word very well, so I'm going to avoid the M word. Min, min, minimalism. Minimalism. Oh, I thought you were going to say miscellaneous. Miscellaneous? miscellaneous? Right. No. <laughs> that I say wrong, but at least I can say it. <laughs> minimalism. Ha, there we go. So I've been applying a ranking of sorts, like one through 10 on, uh, ever since I kind of started smoking weed, (laughs) I would go to, I would go to Amy and I say like, what rank of high are we at? Like I'm at a seven or I'm at a like, you know, one through 10, but we've gone beyond 10 at some points just to, just to kind of let everyone know what page you're on, where, where you're at. Mm Mm-hmm. And I took that concept and I'm applying it towards other things like, hey, we have interest in, in doing this concert. And I would say, well, I'm about 75% interested in this, you know, just to let you kind of know where I'm gauged at. Like I have a little bit of wiggle room there. It's not, it's something I'm kind of interested in, but not want to do. And I'm applying that to more things like how can, it's more like committed in a way. Yeah, it's, how yeah, exactly. committed am I to, to this aspect? And if it's under 90%, then it's not worth a doing. Oh yeah, totally. I mean, for for me, one of the hardest things because I can't say no. I think before COVID, I would get a lot of wedding orders, and then I don't know if you you guys know, but I hate doing wedding orders. Mm-hmm. I'll do them if it's for friends, but and especially when you're invited to the wedding, that's very hard for me because one now, it I, I have to work at your wedding, so I've I've <laughs> I've lost three days of work doing the flowers for your wedding. And then two, I've lost the fourth day because I have to be at that wedding. And then three, I have to give you a gift. So <laughs> at that, at that you, point, you just spent all the money you made. Exactly. <laughs> and you know, usually, and that's another episode was, you know, how much am I worth? It's, that's another thing we could talk about. Um, I'm, I'm underselling myself really because what I'm charging is definitely not enough to cover it. Mm. And so it really struggles. You know, it, it's one of my biggest struggles is just to say no, and I've gotten a lot better at that this year because after doing the 90%, people have been, hey, will you be able to do my wedding? And if it doesn't work out, if it's just very difficult, and like I just say, no, I'm sorry, I'm busy with the markets. And usually a lot of people understand. If I say, hey, you know, I, 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 do not, I don't make enough profit from this. And two, I can't afford to be missing three days of work. Almost like the fear lives in your head. Almost, yes. Okay. <laughs> But then you take this 90% and you apply it to relationships. You know, we've talked about this before. Sometimes you have to let friends go. You know, we, we've all had to do it. It's, it's rough. You know, I hate doing it. Rohit definitely, definitely hates doing it too. But is it one-sided? You know, do they only see you, you know, are you sacrificing more of yourself? From, a, from an owl perspective here, because you both are koalas and Glenn kind of aligns here. And uh, sorry, sorry to interrupt. Oh, uh, yeah. Just, just really quickly, for, for those who aren't familiar with this uh, concept of the animals, I'll, I'll just say it really quickly. Uh, Patrick referred to himself as an owl. Owls are very analytical people. Uh, Scott has identified him and myself as koalas. We are the people pleasers, the let's hold hands, talk about our feelings, kumbaya, I, I love and support you. Uh, you've got the lion, which is Glenn, you know, the, the bottom 
line. Let's let's get the job done. And uh, then you've got Jansen as the monkey who uh, you could be having a serious conversation with one second and then, oh, look, a squirrel. And, uh, yeah, so if anyone follows Jansen on social media, he posts nothing but random stuff, like a, a cat video, a, a cake video, like just completely I'd say about random 80, stuff. 80% of it is food. And it's never personal. <laughs> and the one time that he does do something personal, everyone thinks he's getting a divorce, which is fantastic. So sorry to interrupt your, your no, that's great. thought, Patrick. I just but, want to make sure that the audience... But now knows. that we're all caught up here and the audience yeah. is kind of aware here, Glenn, feel free to back me up on this. From our perspe- my perspective, you know, from an owl, I look at these choices as more black and white. It, it's either it does or it doesn't. There's no, like, ranking here. It's not like a 90%. It's, it either brings me joy or it doesn't bring me joy. Um, but in your case, it, it seems like it's more of a percentage. Yes, from, yeah. from this side, so it gives a, a little bit more wiggle room. But how would you define like sub eighty? Like if it's an eighty-five percent. Well, I mean, does that give you kind so, of close, enough close room to bring it to that ninety to keep? Like, how does that work? Well, well we, um, I mean, Rohit talked about it before. We were saying, um, you know, and it, and it breaks his heart. You know, I don't want to bring it up again. More pain, but. You know, when nobody, that person hasn't talked to you for like two or three years or so, and they suddenly appear back in your life. Like for Rohit, it's, you know, hey, I miss you. I was like, I miss your positivity. It's, it's when it's stuff like that where you don't really miss being with me, you miss the concept of me. Mm-hmm. And that's when, when I get that feeling, that automatically boots it down. That's my cut and dry. But usually anything, like for me, it's flowers. It's like, hey, I miss you. How have you been? Oh, hey, my friend's having a wedding in about two weeks. Can you help out? Or the the worst is when they don't even talk to me. Can you fix? Can you fix your yeah. my computer? Like no, no, no. That's fine. That's, no, that's no. not me. That's no. That's my. No, no. That, that's totally fine because I actually offered you. I you off- did. I offered you. <clears throat> you did. You brought it. I wasn't. I wasn't referring to that. I was referring yes. to family members I don't talk okay. to. Reach out to me. I see the. I see the connection there. Yeah, no, but you're good. But yeah, so it's when. I'll get an email from a random person online I've never met or somebody meets me at the market. I'm like, hey, so-and-so um, said you do flowers and you did their f- wedding flowers. Like, I was wondering if you could do mine and they said you would. And I was like, I don't, haven't talked to this person in three or four years, but apparently I'm more like a tool that can be used. Yeah. And so when, when I get that, it just kind of breaks my heart. And, you know, and me being a, a yes person, I'm like, oh, sure, I'll do it. And then, you know, as I'm doing it, I'm just, you know, it's kind of stabbing me every single time. And the, the thing that I'd like to bring up is when you are an expert at something and a skilled professional at something, uh, I've got personal development and, and coaching and motivational speaking. You've got the, the Pike Place Market farming and, and flowers and bouquets. Your friends are the ones who have the least amount of respect for you. I don't mean that in the sense of they don't respect you, Mm -hmm. but they will view your professionalism as a hobby rather than how professional you truly are. And they'll take advantage of it. Yeah. Like it, uh, a perfect example is how many people have talked to you, Scott and be like, Oh, Hey, can, can I get a discount? Right away, they're yeah. discrediting you. Yeah. Like, you're not worth it. Yeah. It's like, you didn't spend any time doing this. You, you, this is just, this is you. This is whatever. You do this all the time. It's it's not like you didn't train or spent hours, countless 
you know, days learning stuff, you know, years. I've got uh, a friend who, who I trust when it comes to personal development, Michael Johnson. Um, he was also the one who was on the suicide episode with us. Mm-hmm. Mm. And if, if my friends come up to me and say, you know, can, can you do some coaching with me? If I know that they're serious and if I know that they can separate Rohit, your friend, compared to Rohit, the professional, then I'll work with you. If they can't, I tell them from a professional standpoint, if you truly want something, I recommend you go to Michael. And people will tell me, no, I'm truly serious. I, I want to change my life around. I'm like, okay, l- would you like Michael's number? And they're like, oh, let me think about it. Not a single person's come back to me, which lets me know they're not serious. Because you and, and, and Patrick, I, I feel if, if you could chime in on this, if... I'm working with you. You have to know I'm not your friend. Your friend is going to buy into all of your excuses. Your friend is going to allow you to play the victim. I am going to tell you the things that you don't want to hear because that's the only, what's that Glenn? Is that, is that the way they're viewing you as a friend or the true definition of a friend? I I think, it helps if we truly define friend here, right? Um, for us, as personal development people, when we say friend, we know a friend is going to hold us accountable. Like, we all hold each other accountable, right? Mm-hmm. If, if we start talking bullshit, we're going to call you out on it. I would hope so, anyways. Yeah. There, yeah. There is a slight difference from Rohit's perspective, because I, I have seen both faces of it. I have seen the friend side, and, and honestly, when we have discussions sometimes, we will prompt each other, which version of me would you like? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just, just so we know exactly what I, mindset we're going I do like that. I really into. do like that. Yeah, I'm like, I need, I need to talk to work you, or I need to talk to personal development you, or I need to talk to friend you, depending on what kind of conversation direction <clears throat> I need to go. Granted, friends are always, you know, we, we look out for each other. That is the definition of friendship and relationships, but sometimes you, you do need that higher level of uh, kicking the balls. Yeah. From from an outside non friendship yeah. perspective. I think you were saying that, you know, I had a an fr- issue with a friend of mine. A friend's not gonna kick you in the balls. They're going to do something a little bit lighter just to make sure that you're good because yeah. they don't want to jeopardize that friendship. That's true, yeah. Mm. You're not used to working with lions. <laughs> <laughs> no. Generally not. But yeah, I'll so, kick you in the balls and I'll smile while doing it. Yeah. You know, but yeah, ninety percent. Like usually when I meet people, I, I was like, is this worth, you know, continuing this friendship? And most recently, it was, um, I think it was a karaoke event we were supposed to do. Uh, John invited me. Oh, no, Rohit, we were supposed to be a work event, and I, I crashed it. Anyways, well, I crashed the last one. We were supposed to do another one recently. But Rohit couldn't make it. Tia couldn't make it. You, uh, Pat, and Amy couldn't make it. But John, you know, I've met John probably like three or four times. You know, he's like, hey, I know everybody else isn't going, are you still down to go? And I think we John we've had John on the show once before. Just yeah, he, yeah, yeah, he was there. And he said, "Hey, if you're down to go, I'm like, you know, John, you're a cool dude. We've hung out like a handful of times. We get along really great. I kind of want to see where this is going. You've made an effort to be a part of my life. Um, yeah, I'm down. I'm not gonna bail. I'm definitely there. <laughs> and that's exactly how I met Rohit. It was sports days. We had how many? There's probably about two dozen people there. Yeah." And Rohit was the, really the only person I remember because he was the one who made the effort to ask about me, my life. 
I asked about him. We talked about cricket and how I knew nothing about cricket and he <laughs> wanted to play. And I was like, okay, I'm down to play. And I still, you know, he was the thing that I grabbed onto most from sports days. I went there with one of my closest friends, Jansen, and our mutual friend, Gavin. But Rohit was the one that I actually remembered that day. He's like, oh, yeah, he was the reason why I kept going back. I'm like, all right, Rohit's going to be there. Cool. That, that reminds me of a, a conversation I had with uh, a friend of mine, uh, for, for those who know Rhonda Stratton. Um, it, and her and I, uh, we used to work together. And just in casual conversation, you know, she would talk about what she did over the weekend or whatnot, you know. And uh, I went up to her one day, one day, and I said, oh, how, how is your son? Did, this event that he went to and competed, like, how did he do? And she just stopped and stared at me. She's like, you remember his name and, like, what he did? That was, like, months ago. I was like, yeah. And she's like, why did you remember that? And I said, it's because you're important to me and it was important to you. And several, like like a year or so later, she brought that up. She's like, you said that to me and it stuck with me. You paid attention to me and made me feel valued just because I was in your life. It's, it's not like we're best friends and, and we talk all the time, but you know, a, a lot of the questions that I'll ask someone are odd questions because otherwise you get the same questions all the time. If someone goes to a vacation, I'll say, you know, most people will be like, how was your vacation? Like, what did you do? And my thing is, what was the best thing that you ate? Oh. I want to know something unique, something to where you can say, oh, wow, yeah. And not the safe answers that everybody just like automatically repeats back out. Yeah. Just recently, um, unfortunately, one of my friends, uh, his, his lifelong dog passed away. And I reached out to him. And, you know, I know what it's like when you lose someone and everyone's like, oh, man, I'm so sorry. Like that sucks and stuff like that. And what does that do? That brings you down. So instead, I said, Man, every picture that you put on Instagram with this dog, he was smiling. He was as lucky to have you as you were to have him. That dog lived a good life. And that friend reached out. He's like, thanks. Like, yeah, you know, that that does feel good. Because, for example, when, when my mom passed away, I know a lot of my friends knew her. So when I put it on Facebook, you know, to, to let people know, I was like, please don't say you're sorry. Please don't say this is sad news. I want you to only leave positive things. If, you know, if you met her, talk about a positive experience you had with her. If you didn't meet her, pretend like, like you're talking to her and let her know about the impact that either my sister or my dad or, or myself have made in her life. And every now and then when I'm like truly missing her, I'll go back and read those. And it's amazing. But there are two people who said, oh, I'm so sorry for your loss, you know, my condolences. And I know they meant it good, but I don't want to hear that. I don't want to be reminded of that. Yeah, you want to celebrate her life and what she meant to you as opposed to the moment she left your life. Yeah. It's, it's, it's I don't know, it's... No, it makes sense. Yeah. It makes absolute perfect sense. So for me to be like, oh, Scott, nice to meet you. You know, so what wh- what do you do? <laughs> yeah. You know, that, that's setting up an average relationship. Yeah. Yes. So it's, I don't want to have an average relationship with, 
with anyone I meet. You want 90% above. I was going to say that. It, it's taking the same idea, but but flipping it. It's exactly. in order to get the relationship that you want out of things. And not even just relationship, like maybe the results. You need to put at least a minimum of 90% of the effort and commitment into that to to grow it. It, it works kind of both ways. It's not like you're expecting, well, for this to work out, I need at least 90% to, mm-hmm. to, to like it or whatnot. In order for you to do it, you also have to put in that as well. And Jansen's not here to defend it, but I did put fucking ninety percent. He was doing ten. That bastard. <laughs> we <When> first met. <laughs> so Jansen for you, though. No, no, but yeah, exactly. It's and when you know when you broke it down with the the animals, I'm like, okay, that's his thing. You know, he's yeah. got you've got walls up. You know, I understand. It's you know we're gonna have to break him slowly down, but you know it's. I, mean, I was you know he was. He was cool. We got along. We had the same com, like common interests, but every once in a while, he would just be a jerk or a dick about it. And I was like, hey, come on, man. I was like, I have nothing against you. What's what's your issue? You and eventually, long-term gratification. Exactly. I, it was delayed. Delayed gratification. Now he's one of my best friends. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's good. That's honestly good life advice down there. Like, if you... And, it, and it's hard. 90% plus to your life. It, and it's hard because, you know... You don't have to be a jerk to everybody, but you don't have to put that much effort into something that is, you know, going to actually be more detrimental to you. I mean, mm. for me, I mean, one perfect example is the Pike West Market. We have, I have friends there. I have a friend that, you know, he's like, hey, let's go happy hour. Let's go happy hour. Happy hour became breakfast shots. Breakfast shots became afternoon lunch shots. And then I realized that he was an alcoholic and I was not getting anything. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, he was an alcoholic. <laughs> Sorry, guys. But shots and lunch shots. Mm. Well, um, and then eventually it was just him talking to me or talking at me. It was just him being negative and I was just somebody to bounce bounce off of. And when I came to say something, it was just, uh-huh, yeah. Uh, and then another example is another good friend I have down there. You know, we only go to happy hour every Friday. It's probably three or four of us. After work, we're cleaned up and everything. We'll go for a drink and we'll just chat won't even talk about the market. We'll talk about life and everything. And it's just a great time. And I feel like I don't lose anything. I, if anything, I gain more knowledge about her. I know more about her life, her family, her daughter, everything. It's great. But that's the hard thing. It's like, how do you tell? Yeah, how do you gauge that? And then, you know, you break it down, life goals. You know, I we talked about it um, a few episodes ago. And it's kind of heartbreaking, but, you know, finding clarity. You know, for me, what did I really want? Did I want to be a farmer the rest of my life? And I realized mm-hmm. I, I pretty much fucking plateaued. Uh, it's if I keep doing this path, I'm just going to be here and I kind of want more. I definitely want more. Um, do I want to farm? Probably not. I love flowers. Yeah. But the most thing I love is I, I love interacting with people. It's just I love talking. I don't know if you guys can tell because I've been talking this whole fucking time. But but yeah, I, I love talking. And I don't know how you guys feel about this, but, you know, one perfect example is a good friend of mine down there. I'm going to throw his name out, Marcus. He's at the market, and I feel like the market is a perfect place for the middle point in your life. You're down there. You have good work. You make good contacts and friends. And then from that point on, me personally, I want to see you leave. I want to see you move out of the market, grow, and become something. I had a good friend down there. He was in the market for about three or four years. He's a fucking doctor now. And I did his flowers for free, so he owes me big. <laughs> but, nice. Heart surgery? I hope so. 
I hope not, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no joke, man. <laughs> but let's hope he never has to play. I know, but it's maybe maybe the the, the other stuff. Yeah. Maybe check out. But my friend, you know, he's he's got he's in the a lull in his life, and he doesn't know what he wants to do. I told him, well, if you want the market to be your end game, you can. Don't work for anybody. Do your own thing. Come back in here. That way, you're your own boss. All the effort you're putting in, you're getting back. You don't have to listen to anybody else. And pretty much with his situation is, I think he could do it. He really can. I think he just doesn't have that 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 courage and faith in himself to do. 90% plus commitment to it. Yeah. And, you know, I told him, if you need help, I can help you out. But I, I wanted him to make that first step. Nobody's going to make that for you. That 90%, you know, is all you. 10% is me helping. Yeah, you can't, especially in the personal development world, I come across this all the time. You can't want something for someone more than they do. Exactly. <sighs> and then, you know, in the end game, you know, you want to find happiness in relationships. What's, what's up, Glenn? That goes back to uh, the issues I had with a roommate. You remember that whole situation. And I wanted so much for, for that guy. He just didn't want it. Didn't want it anywhere near as bad as I wanted it for him. So that didn't work out. Kind of goes into almost everything that's happened with me recently as well, right? Uh, I wanted great things for my career. And then that career just up and fizzled. They said, sorry, see ya. We're, we're, we're moving on without you. And uh, I don't know. I went through so many decluttering situations at that point. Because <laughs> <laughs> I realized, I mean, you know, the decluttering is also like emotional and mental. That, I oh, think that's, yeah. That, that's, that's like, I feel like the physical, like your stuff around you is going to be the first step. But after that, you know, you start working on your inner self and that definitely is going to make a big reach impact. deep inside you and you toss away <laughs> the things that you don't and use or need anymore. It's going to be so hard. Well, mm. The first week, so many things were happening, right? I mean, first, they, they let they let me and my entire department go, just gone. Mm. So you have that immediate just stress of, oh, my God, what the fuck am I going to do now? I don't have a job. Me, though, I'd been preparing for this for a little bit, so I'd been networking the hell out of my life. Mm -hmm. But um, it's still that, that first week, it's all those negative emotions coming in, right? You spent... Uh, for me, it was almost 10 years at this place. And just to have it go like that with no pomp and circumstance or even a, a, a simple, hey, thanks for your service. You know, we, we really didn't want to do this, but blah. Um, without something like that, it just created a, a whole negative feeling. So I took that first week and just decluttered my mind, got rid of all references to that place in my mind. And that's great. I mean, that probably... the, same, the same day though. I mean, so many, like I said, so many things were happening. It was creating clutter and removing clutter. <laughs> now, <laughs> now it's like, okay, now I've got this clutter of stress. Where am I going to go from here? Well, now, how am I going to, how am I going to move on? You, you pick and choose what you want in your life and what you want to pursue. And true, true. Yeah. But you know, there, there are bills that, that have got to be paid. Oh yeah, of course. Right? No, Especially no, you, with you my financial to yourself and like, provide logic right. for yourself. I mean, but, uh, you know, so yeah, I mean, it, it, it was good that, you know, it, it, 
it went on a you know, amicable terms, right? Because I, I got unemployment and all that. But um, same day, I ended up um, getting into a new relationship, which still a whirlwind for me, figuring out a, a new relationship and um, trying to find work at the same time. It's like, oh shit, what am I going to focus on? Um, so I, I, I told um, my new significant other that I need a week at least to clear my head before we even start talking about meeting up and, and going on dates and getting to know each other. I need a week. Well, if you ever need flowers, you know who to go to. Oh, yes, I know. Believe me. Okay. Just, I, I know exactly who to go to. Just a heads up. I will probably leave a note inside that bouquet that might say, will you marry me or something. Just <laughs> I, I am that evil. But, oh my god! But on that note, you know, what did we, look, we talk about today? Ninety percent. It's it's hard. You know, you you have to realize what's the most important thing right in front of you and go for it. And then yeah. you have to cut out everything else. Um, hopefully, exactly. by by practicing this ninety percent, you know, you can simplify your life. Make your everyday, you know, more simple. You don't want to have all these distractions that are preventing you to reach your goals. Um, from relationships, from work, from your life goals in the very end. And the relationships for me is the most important. But I hope you guys tune in next week and we made that 90% for you guys. And please listen to us again. Thanks for listening. Thanks everyone for listening to our GYST podcast. We hope you learned how to get your together.